If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Here we go, baby. I think that's enough of that but oh my goodness ladies and gentlemen boys and girls of all ages wow um <clears throat> i hope you guys are Bengals fans if you're tuning into this one it is going to be very hard for me not to be 110 just totally homerish uh we got so much good to talk about a lot of things are very interesting moving forward um man i am excited never did i ever think that i was going to be able everybody if you follow this show from last season and you watched my lives following the postseason run last year you guys know i i'm very <laughs> emotional i'm very up and down um whoever you know who knows who day indeed who day indeed whoever knows what's going to happen and i i tend to prefer to to sit it in my own you know, a little spot, have a place carved out. I could be as, as crazy, as wild as I need to be in the moment. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. This time, I, I can't remember being in a situation like that. I mean, that was the biggest game so far since last season, obviously, since last year in Kansas City, which we're going to get to. Uh, I'll go ahead and throw that that up there as well. First time since uh, last year, season's AFC Championship. This is the biggest game since then, and – I am nervous going in. I, I told everyone I'm super nervous. I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? I It could go either way. The Bills are a good team. They're going to have a lot of energy to play with. They're going to have a lot to play for. They they had all of those things. I think both teams really, you know, starting, starting off, uh, it was a little bit hesitant, I guess you could say, on both sides a little bit. But, man, honestly, from pretty much start to end, there was never a worry that the Bengals weren't going to be able to score or move the football for that matter, you were going to be able to take time off the clock. Um, you were going to be able to do all of the things necessary that put you in a very, very solid position to be successful. And it's weird. I mean, I, everybody knows, everybody has heard my strife and my calling uh, the last few years, like, Honestly, at the beginning of this podcast, by the way, I should say now that we're almost four minutes into this thing, live from the jungle post-game reaction, uh, there's, there was no way I was going to be able to contain myself. Everyone knows that I am – this is the best that I've ever seen this team play. It is the most proud that I've really been to be a Bengals fan. The last two seasons have been nothing but beautiful to watch, sometimes frustrating. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's always been one – good thing after another but when it counts 
Zach Taylor's been able to pull things off. Joe Burrow's been able to pull things off that, in my mind, I never thought I was going to be able to see a Bengals, Bengals player accomplish. I thought that this team was destined to be the Miami Dolphins, the Detroit Lions, the um, Atlanta Falcons, just Chicago Bears, a team that is you can get into the playoffs every now and then. You win your division at like 11 and 5 or whatever it would be now. There's a 17-game schedule, and you are in the first slotted AFC wildcard game, and you lose, and you lose in the playoffs for 32 years straight. And then all of a sudden, all it takes, you draft number nine, and that is what it takes to have your franchise now be a perennial AFC contender. Um, As much as I don't like Tony Romo, as much as I think that he was maybe a little bit slanted against the Bengals being as successful as they were, he did mention it now. We are, for the next two years at least, we're going to be able to say that this is the contender in the AFC. You're going to have to beat Cincinnati. That's a good litmus test to see if your team is able to stand up and play in the the postseason and make a postseason run. That is something that we are actually able to talk about now, and, and it's not in jest. This is not overreaction. This is not, oh, my goodness, I just saw the greatest performance in my team's history, and it's an overreaction. I think that that's a very fair statement. And the only thing that is holding this team back would be injuries. And we saw today they were able to handle being down a whole bunch of guys due to injury. Very proud of the way that the offensive line stepped up. They ran the ball all over the Bills. Let's just go ahead and throw up the stats here. So as you as it scrolls down um, – <clears throat> You guys can read it through, but just all in all, ballsy performance. Joe Burrow is that guy. He's able to win your team games, put your team in the perfect position. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. Uh, this is live from the jungle presented by the Far End of the Bench podcast, as well as the Variety Sports Network. Make sure you follow us at FEOTV Pod on all social medias. If you're watching this live on social media, follow us here and then go check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Leave a like, a comment on the video. Uh, like Zach here, who day, like I said, who day all day. It's been who day for the last couple weeks. I even talked to teachers that are on my team at the school into being Bengals fans for the postseason run. What a, what a week to, to, to jump on the bandwagon. I think that's going to be one thing that we're able to look back at and um, make sure you also follow variety sports network, subscribe there, check out the uh, sponsorship sponsorship page, the written work, uh, the network hosted shows, seventh inning stretch, talking the gridiron, which Darren and I talked about this morning during the pregame um, show that we did. We're probably going to be able to get a talking the gridiron done for the, both an AFC Championship preview and probably a Super Bowl preview, um, and then bring that back periodically. And then I'll start hosting the NHL show on Variety Sports. So at Variety underscore Sports underscore, and uh, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. A bunch of live shows like everybody all around the country some of the best independent sports content that you guys are going to be able to find. <clears throat> I just kind of picked out a few players that I think needed to be recognized. Thinking about the game overall, the ability of this team to just respond to adversity and to still keep a chip on their shoulder. Uh, you could tell that they had, they felt some type of way about the uh, whole neutral site NFL already NFL and fans analysts already saying that this thing was going to be over. Darren talked about, he's seen guys say that they're going to lose by 14 points. They were a six point underdog in this game. Minus six was the bills line at the start at kickoff. And they blew everything like that out of the water, 27 to 10, 
thoroughly dominated. You should have been able to score a touchdown at the end. You should have had another touchdown in the back of the end zone to Jamar Chase. I guess that's my new Des caught it situation. I'm going to I'm gonna go to my grave saying that Jamar Chase caught that football, and if that would have actually affected the outcome, I would have been upset. But it didn't. Things still worked out, uh, and we, gotta, we have to just start with the general, the commander, the piece, the resistance that makes this team and this engine go, and the reason why – the Cincinnati Bengals are now in their back-to-back AFC Championship games for the first time in their franchise's history. Because remember, it did, they did not – two times that they went to the AFC Championship before. It was not back-to-back. Ken Anderson, Boomer Siason, now Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow, 23 of 36 on the day, 242 yards, two touchdowns, finished with a 101.9 rating. Big thing of today was the way he was able to move his feet. He did not complain about having – the starting offensive line like they did for the first 15 weeks of the season. He did not complain that Jackson Carmen was turning 23 and having to protect his blind side in this game. He devised the, the plan that if something does go wrong, I can use my feet just kind of like how he did at LSU back in college, find the openings. That was his first touchdown pass to Jamar Chase was him finding an opening between the left guard and the left tackle to where you run a little bit, linebackers come up, you dump it over the top to your stud wide receiver and Jamar Chase gets a touchdown for another playoff game. Huge game from him. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. Those 31 yards on the ground, they were converting tough third downs. They were converting second and longs. They were exploiting the bills when they needed to play extra coverage to stop your receivers. Joe Burrow was able to then take advantage and, and use what they needed to. Uh, but it's, it's his demeanor that this team takes on. And he's the reason why you you see the the team stats, thirty uh, first downs on the day, a franchise record. They were six of ten on third down conversions. They ran seventy one total plays of offense, two hundred forty passing yards, one hundred and seventy two rushing yards, four hundred twelve total yards. They had one defensive interception to seal the game from Cam Taylor Britt, the outstanding rookie that has taken over for <clears throat> Trey Flowers and. It has not really slowed anything down about this defense. And you finish with that 33 minutes and 54 seconds of possession time. <clears throat> Everyone, I, I included, talked about this game more than likely being a shootout where the team that has the ball last was going to be able to win. In that situation, you don't normally think that, oh, these teams are going to possess the ball for a long period of time. You're expecting big chunk plays and defenses to be out of position. While you, you did see defenses out of position, you did see guys getting tackles broken on them, and we did see two Bills players. Um, I For whatever reason, there are certain positions on certain teams that are cursed every season, and this season the cursed position group is the Buffalo Bills secondary. Not to take anything in jest, it is, I'm not trying to be funny or facetious when I say this, but that has been one of the most injured injured position rooms that we've seen in quite some time, I would say since last year's Tennessee Titans offensive line room, but you had the DeMar Hamlin situation. You already had Jordan Poyer out today. Micah Hyde and Tredavious White both collide and smack heads. Uh, Tredavious White just coming back from injury, and now you have Micah Hyde, who's your only other all-pro out there, not able to go, and your backup for DeMar Hamlin also went down earlier in the game. So it was rough for them, Joe Burrow. Did what he needed to do. He led his team with confidence. He's the first Bengals quarterback. I believe he's actually five and one. So I'll go ahead and I have to. Uh, I'll get that fixed. He's five and one in his first six playoff games. He has 
the best record of any Bengals quarterback in the postseason. And uh, obviously, Ken Anderson, guy that should probably be in the Hall of Fame, Boomer Esiason, one of the faces and um, <clears throat> a guy who's been in NFL media for quite some time. Everything going well for those two guys, but Joe Burrow is establishing a new standard. Him and Zach Taylor both work very well with each other, and you can see that this team is just ready to go every single week, never out of it, run game plans to perfection. The coordinators, Luana Rumo specifically on defense, Tony Romo's trying to sell him off at the end of the game. I'm like, no, shut up. Don't. He's got to stay. Luana Rumo has got to stay. He's a guy I would say, I would caution him, Lou, you know what you have here. You know that you could be a great defensive coordinator and continue to contend for AFC titles year in and year out. You stay here. You work with these guys that you have. Or you risk run the risk of being the next, I'll say, Vic Fangio. You get your head coaching job. Your, Van, your next Vance Joseph. You get your first head coaching job, and you struggle. Um, I think that if Mike Zimmer had it to, to, to do again, he'd probably stay in Cincinnati for a little bit longer instead of going to Minnesota and outstaying his welcome. So I really hope that he sticks around, but that was Joe Burrow led this team and, and he establishes the culture that they all follow. Uh, Joe Mixon, also another star of the day on the offensive side of the football, 20 carries, 105 yards, one touchdown on the ground, two receptions for 18 yards, and he's now finished – in the top three of touchdowns over the past two seasons combined, I believe he scored 27 touchdowns between the 2022-2023 years. <clears throat> He's a guy that's a little bit underrated, especially when you think about how much Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow take up the identity of this offense. This is a guy who's a second-round pick, but two years in a row, back-to-back 1,000-yard from scrimmage seasons. Last year, he's injured for 14 games, but still scores nine touchdowns, leads the team through the playoff run that they had, throws a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, has been such a benefit. Like, he's a steal when you consider where he was drafted. And he's also a steal when you consider the personality of this guy and what everybody knew him for coming out of college. He was known as the person who had the domestic violence issue in the bar from Oklahoma. Very bad look. It's all on video. It's come out later that there was things said that kind of, you know, it doesn't justify it, but like the situation was elevated from the start. So you worry about that kind of thing. He's come in and been such a great role model has really turned that running back room into a room where you have three guys that are horses. Like, um, Chris Evans could be a guy that would get a bulk of the carries and they would be fine. Samaj Ryan got a few carries today, ended with 31 yards and converted a few third downs that were big. And you have Joe Mixon leading the pack and being that un- unsung captain, a guy that brings a lot of energy and a lot of heart to this team. So Joe Mixon deserves a huge shout out. And that offensive line goes with this, the, the total rushing yards being over 150 is incredible, but, Joe Mixon had not had this kind of success since Atlanta when they had all of their starting offensive linemen. And today you had two rookies plus a guy who's in his second season playing left tackle and your center tweaks his knee, doesn't go out of the game, but you can definitely tell he's in some discomfort, all of that going against you. And you turn out one of the best performances. Your, your running back looks amazing and your team looks like they have everything figured out. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, next one up, Jamar Chase. 
He had five catches on the day, 61 yards, and that early touchdown put the Bengals on the board, got them the lead, and they never gave it back, held on to it the entire rest of the way. And we can just also throw in here Hayden Hurst, uh, five catches on the day, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Really showing out for this organization that kind of took a chance on him. Hayden Hurst had bounced around from Baltimore where he was initially drafted, went to Atlanta for a couple years when they had all of their first-round pick uh, offense laid out. Hadn't really done anything. And then this year in Cincinnati, he's found his stride. Um, I guess I can pull that up here real quickly. If I was better at my what I would like to be my job, I'd already have this up. But here we go. Let's find his stats because he's obviously taken off in this season, but the numbers will bear it out as well. Let's see. This season, 52 catches, 414 yards, two touchdowns on the year. Uh, and so far in the postseason, he's had four catches and 45 yards, one touchdown today. So he's putting things together, and he's that extra weapon. You need somebody to play in the middle of the field. And, yes, I think Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd can all play in the slot. But when you have that dynamic tight end, what we've seen out of Kansas City for the last however many years with Travis Kelsey and San Francisco, who is currently losing six to three as I'm as we're recording and, and being live streamed over the internet. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. They're down six to three right now in the NFC divisional round against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Hayden Hurst is a guy that you can actually benefit from, and he's a big body that you can put down low. Uh, Team defense deserves a lot of credit as well as the Bills team stats that I have rolling underneath for their offensive side. They only had 18 first downs on the day, four of 12 on third down conversions, 262 passing yards, 63 rushing yards, 325 total, 62 total plays. They threw the one interception towards the end of the game, had a couple times where you you were looking at big plays, weren't quite able to connect. And Josh Allen, while he was only sacked a few times just because he's strong enough that when you grab a hold of him, he can still throw it. And he got lucky with a couple calls. Uh, <clears throat> still the one interception and, and only 26 minutes of possession time. Not what you were expecting. Not what a lot of people were expecting when they saw this matchup. I think that they the Bills were considered the better team in this situation. They'd already been crowned. I think it would be different, I will say, if they had Von Miller instead of no pass rush. Um, or the limited pass rush that, that they did have. Either way, you got to beat the team that's in front of you. And this guy deserves a ton of credit. The entire secondary played great, but Mike Hilton, especially towards the end of the game, when you need guys to be able to to tackle in the open field, keep people in bounds. This is a guy that they picked up from the Steelers a few years ago. And ever since he's been a captain, he's been a leader. He's helped out Jesse Bates a lot. Jesse Bates has turned back into his Pro Bowl self, might earn himself a decent contract as he's been a little bit more consistent through the second half of the season. But Mike Hilton with eight total tackles, six solo tackles, one tackle for loss, a pass breakup, and two quarterback hits. He's the best blitzer from the nickel safety position in the entire NFL. And I will put that against anybody. It's not nobody else. Mike Hilton is the best. He had two clean quarterback hits, and Josh Allen never even knew that he was blitzing. So Mike Hilton deserves a ton of credit. Obviously, Logan Wilson, the middle linebacker from Wyoming, teammates with Josh Allen in college. Uh, Logan Wilson with seven tackles on the day, four solo tackles, one quarterback hit. Also plays a huge role in covering the tight ends. And Dawson Knox had been 
on fire. He did not get his a touchdown, so his touchdown streak had ended today. So, obviously, good things done by Logan Wilson, that linebacking core in general. Jermaine Pratt as well deserves a ton of credit. And then Cam Taylor Britt, the rookie this season, six total, total tackles. All of them were solo. He had two pass breakups and the final game-sealing interception, uh, which led to the most beautiful play and formation in football, the victory formation for the kneel down Joe, Joe Burrow back to the AFC championship second time against the Kansas city chiefs also playing in Kansas city for the second time. There's a lot that can be said. You guys will be able to listen to all of my analysis Thursday on the far end of the bench podcast with myself and my co-host Nico Bryant. Um, we'll obviously be doing another pregame show. Funny enough, my girlfriend's family is our chiefs fans They've been begging me to come on the show or something affiliated with the podcast. So they will be on next week, live from the jungle pregame show. Who knows how much football we're actually going to talk about in that one, but AFC championship, I'm probably going to have to distract myself from not having to stress eat my nails or chew my fingers off. So that'll be nice. Um, the the Shigers will be making their first appearance on far end of the bench material next week. And then obviously postseason or post game recap. Hopefully we're talking about another trip to the Super Bowl. Um, Knocking on wood as we speak, hoping that this Bengals team continues with the formula that they've established. They continue to move and put one foot in front of the other. Play with that chip on your shoulder. Play behind your all all star, all pro quarterback, and let's make this damn thing happen. You, we're right there. It's time. This team is good enough. They can take that next step. Kansas City. It's not going to be very easy. It's not going to be easy at all. And I can't wait. It's going to be a hell of a matchup. We're going to talk more about it. Follow at FEOTB Pod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a like. Leave a comment. Tell your friends to check this show out. And if you have the time, please leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Every Thursday on the Far End of the Bench YouTube, or YouTube and podcasting channels. It helps us out a ton. And also be sure to check out our presenting network, the Variety Sports Network, for the best independent sports content in the country. For myself, Jimmy Pilato. It has been a Far Under the Bench production live from the jungle here following the AFC Divisional Round win. Bengals beat the Bills 27-10, advancing to the AFC title game in Kansas City. Uh, I will see you all on Thursday. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Welcome to the Pint Glass Football Podcast. This is Pint Glass Football, and I'm your host, Brad Fowler. On this show, I'm going to drink beer and give you my opinions and discuss the latest news around the NFL and college football every week, from the NFL draft all the way to the Super Bowl. Not only will you hear my takes, but I'll bring on media professionals from places like ESPN, NFL Network, CBS Sports, Pro Football Focus, Yahoo Sports, 
Fox Sports, and many other media outlets in order to bring you the most informative and entertaining football podcast out there. Don't believe me? Well, PGF has over 400 ratings and reviews and is ranked inside the top 1% most popular shows in the world, according to listennotes.com. The podcast is available at pintglassfootball.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So become a member of PGF Nation and hit that follow or subscribe button right now.